You're listening to Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast, dedicated to exploring the full potential of human physiology and mind with focus on ancient and modern techniques of self-development. Spend some time with Dr. Nader, who is leading the way in the science of consciousness, and begin your journey to better understanding the relationship of mind and body, consciousness and physiology right now. I'd like to take this opportunity of humbly requesting a speaker who I came into union with about five years, four years ago, and ever since been smitten by him and his eloquent words of wisdom. And the next speaker is a master of masters. But I had the opportunity of actually having an audience with his master. So I take this opportunity of humbly asking Dr. Tony Nader to please address this gathering. Thank you, Dr. Tony Nader. Namaste, Amarjitji. I was listening to you, fascinated to see who's going to be that person. <laughs> I'm very honored and humbled with your kind introduction. It's really a joy and an honor to be connected again with all these illustrious leaders and teachers and knowers of reality. And it seems the theme that is happening this year about the connectedness, the source, the roots of the tree that enliven all the aspects, the roots that are actually hidden. They are hidden below the ground. They are not hiding themselves. And yet they are the source of the nourishment of all the different values that we experience on the surface value, be it the leaves, the flowers, that the tree bears, the trunk, the branches, the fruits, they have different realities, but they are all nourished by the same roots. And in that same way, all these different values of the surface that we see as different people, different cultures, different races, different even aspects of nature, such as animals, trees, water, air, humans, they are really based on one very powerful source of reality that yoga gives us access to. And the source of reality has been often thought to be some material energy, physical material energy. And the scientists have been diving into the reality of all that there is. And they have discovered that Everything is ultimately made out of energy fields. These energy fields and energy forces are very real physics kind of understanding and discovery. We go from the molecules to the atoms, the atoms to the elementary particles. From the elementary particles, we find they are excitations of energy fields and forces electricity, magnetism, weak force, strong force, gravitational fields. And as scientists kept diving deeper into the reality of nature, they discovered that these forces of energy and matter are more and more unified. So we don't talk anymore about electricity and magnetism. We say the electromagnetic field. And now we have the electroweak field. And Nobel Prizes have been given to those scientists who discovered more and more unity in nature as now nature takes us to foresee 
the possibility of one unified field of natural law that the greatest physicists of the world, such as Planck and Schrodinger and others, have actually said they are more like mind, more like consciousness. And this is where the source of everything is. One unbounded ocean of pure consciousness, Sat Chit Ananda. And it is from that field of pure being that all that we see as material, as surface value, as differences emerge. And the solution to all the problems and all the questions that we can raise lies in connecting back with that source of all that there is, that is a reality, which is the unity value, which is the true value of all what there is, which means of myself, of yourself, of the trees, of the planet, of the universe, they all emanate from this one unified field of natural law, which the ancient Vedic science has described as a field of pure being, a field of pure consciousness, pure awareness. That is a field of truth, Satchit Ananda, pure consciousness, and its nature is bliss. And where is that field? It is us, it is within us, it is who we are. And therefore, as human beings, we do have a privilege. We do have something special about us. And what is special about us is not to dominate and control and take over. What's special about us is that we can nourish. We can go to the field, we can experience that field. We can transcend from the surface value and let the mind settle down and experience the field of pure being, which is the source of all reality, the source of all that there is. And that is our own consciousness, our own awareness. Human beings have that potential. And the ancient Vedic knowledge and yoga in particular, we are talking about today, but it includes all the systems of Gandharva Veda, music, Ayurveda, health, food, diet, herbs, all practices, different approaches that structure our nervous system, structure our physiology, and make it align itself with its original nature so that the mind settles down and experiences that field. If you want to experience it directly, also the Veda gives us a technology, and that is the Supreme Yoga. There is the yoga of the body by aligning yourself in certain postures. What do these postures do actually? Of course, they help the body, they can help different diseases, different situations, but ultimately what they are doing is creating that unity between mind and body and environment and the spiritual aspect of reality on the basis of consciousness, consciousness, awareness. Without consciousness, we cannot dream, we cannot plan, we cannot understand. Without consciousness, as if we are in anesthesia or in coma, what does it matter to us to be healthy or to be wealthy or to have all the riches of the world if we are not conscious? 
and we can be conscious of the total reality of life when our mind settles down, such as brought to light by transcendental meditation, which has been proven scientifically to improve all aspects of life, individually, personally, as well as socially, and transform society in the direction of less conflict, less crime, more peace between nations. And these have been studied scientifically. So what we need is to solve all the issues that we have, Amarjitji and great leaders of today, assembled today, to whom I give you all my respects and pranam, we need to raise consciousness. We need to raise awareness. When people understand what is the good for themselves, what is the good for their societies, what brings the health bills down, what protects people from behavior that is not right, what allows them to make the right choices, it is their consciousness, it is their awareness. If they are stressed and limited in their awareness, short-sighted, they'll make short-sighted decisions. They think it's to their advantage, they think they are protecting their people from such techniques and such measures, but this is only because they don't know. Their awareness is not open enough. So how do we increase awareness? Of course, through information, through discussion, through giving logic, through scientific research to prove what works, what doesn't work. You know, if this, whatever you call this, beer yoga, whatever, if it works, let's let it be subjected to scientific research. Let it show its evidence. So what we need is that which has been withstanding the test of time through traditions that are very ancient and established. And if there are new inventions, why not? They have to withstand the test of science, the test of rigorous investigation. And then we know what works, what doesn't work. And then we create something that is on the highest standard for the benefit of mankind. All of this requires raising consciousness so that we don't act on the basis of fear. We don't act on the basis of small considerations, but on the basis of enjoying life in its fullness as one unified field of all possibilities where all differences can grow can blossom, can be as different as they want to be, yet on the same basis of one unbounded ocean of consciousness, which is within us, which is within everything that we see, including the planets, the stars, the stones, the trees, the houses, the animals, as well as ourselves. And that is Supreme Yoga. Supreme Yoga, as yoga says it by itself, as Patanjali defines it from the very beginning, yoga, chitta, vritti, nirodaha. Yoga is the settling of the mind and the settling of the excitations of the mind. And that is transcending, going beyond the surface value. So you go back to yourself as if you're going away from things but you are actually going to source of everything, which is within yourself. And that is Supreme Yoga. Of course, food, diet, postures, they facilitate this, 
but the direct experience is also very important. And when consciousness is open, then the vision is broad. The possibilities that are hidden now become available. The solution comes. The solutions and the understanding comes actually spontaneously. We become connected with our environment. We become connected with our neighbor. We become connected with the other nation. We become connected with the water and the air and the sun. And we become connected with truth and reality on the spiritual level. Develop consciousness, raise consciousness, open the awareness. That is something possible and it can be done with the technologies that Veda and yoga offer to us. And we wish that this beautiful, beautiful undertaking gets enlivened, accepted, understood by all nations, and not only as has been said one day, but by the continuing efforts of such great leaders that we have today connected with us. And great thanks to them and to you, Amarjiji, uh, Sri Amarjiji, for inviting me and honoring us all to be together on this beautiful path of creating a life on earth that is really worth to be a life of fullness and wholeness, which is the birthright of everyone. Extremely, extremely grateful, um, Dr. Tony Nader. So wonderful. We have a little bit more time. If there's any scope of your thoughts that you want to expand on with your blessings, we have uh, you know, about 450 visitors on this platform. So I'm sure if we had this opportunity of ask questions, there would be many questions that would be firing in. But could you kindly enlighten the how do, how do we raise children in the sense of consciousness? Know thyself has been a saying that all the wise people have said. Know thyself. But know thyself has been interpreted as know your qualities, know your shortcomings, so that you can know what you can do and what you cannot do. The true wisdom of know thyself is to know that you are infinity, that you know you are infinite, pure being, that you are pure consciousness, pure existence, that you are the unified field of natural law, that you are in essence divine in so many ways. And that is the reality. But knowing this only intellectually leaves us with questions because we see our limitations, we see the difficulties we feel in life, and the mind, whenever it's exposed to stress and strain, gets narrow in its perspective. It doesn't see anymore because it's trying to fight or fly away or run away. It becomes so narrow in its understanding. What we need is to remove the stresses and the strains and to keep the individual in touch with themselves. And that is the simple technique of transcendental meditation, which is the supreme level of yoga as described by Patanjali in the second chapter of the Yoga Sutras in the Sadhana Pad in the 29th verse, where he describes the Ashtanga Yoga, the eight limbs of yoga. And they are yam, niyam, asanas, pranayam, pratyahar, dharana, dhyan, samadhi, which includes all the techniques of asanas, posture, breathing, proper behavior, etc. But it ends up with the supreme level, which is called samadhi. And samadhi is where the whole thing is achieved. 
the whole reality of yoga where the mind settles down and the excitations and vibrations of the mind settle down into pure consciousness. And that happens with transcendental meditation. You close the eyes, you sit comfortably, and you allow the mind to settle down through a very simple technique. So even children from very young age, they can practice this technique and this way stay in touch with themselves. When they stay in touch with themselves, they are no more subject to situations and circumstances on the outside in the same way because they have a platform of inner being that allows them to be quiet and alert at the same time, very settled and awake at the same time, and to handle the situation with the full use of their total brain potential. When I said this should be scientific and evidence-based, that is what it is, because when people practice this technique of transcendental meditation, for example, we have seen that there is an increase in coherence in the nervous system between right and left, front and back, and all the channels that have been dormant open up. And this is how we have seen greater creativity, greater intelligence, greater capacity to see without prejudice, to see with openness, to see with understanding. So there is this level which should be the platform on which then education can happen. Because if education is only about information and intellectual analysis, while the person is stressed and strained, then the person cannot have a broad perspective. The person can see only through the window of the colored glasses that they are wearing. And if they are wearing a yellow glasses, everything will look yellow and you can't argue with them because they see yellow. So intellectual argument is not sufficient. What is needed is to clean up the system from stresses and deep-rooted strains and issues. And that is what happens naturally through the yoga program of transcendental meditation. Yes, that's really, that's really wonderful. I had a humble pleasure of tuning into some of the transcendental meditation sessions that you were conducting a little while back. And it was really such a blissful honor to have you, to see you and to follow your, your guidance. And hopefully, you know, at some stage, we should do that again, Dr. Tony Nader. So, so this is really wonderful. And I hope that in future, that through your able guardianship and through your eloquence, that humble people like me can bring about better results and by joining similar organizations and people to bring together and so that we can live our life to the full with the wonderful messages of amazing spiritual investor that you are. I'm so grateful. Wonderful, Amherdiji. I just was inspired to say that I wrote a book on this topic because you said if there are questions. <laughs> And in the book, many of these questions are addressed, including artificial intelligence and genetic engineering, the environment, and all these issues and how to look at them. And the book is called One Unbounded Ocean of Consciousness. So <laughs> I didn't want to say about it, but when you said maybe there are questions, no, then many of these questions will be answered in this book for those who are interested. Yes, I'm sorry, but sir, do expand on the book a little bit so everybody can get to know that and then they can actually buy this and read this for their mental awareness. 
The book is called One Unbounded Ocean of Consciousness. It is in print now in Spanish and in ebook in English. We plan to have it in print in English very soon. And it has a subtitle is Simple Answers to the Big Questions in Life. And these big questions are about freedom and determinism, about the meaning of life, about why there is evil, if there is evil, what is the source of happiness, and how can we judge our path in life, how can we deal with big problems of environment, artificial intelligence, genetic engineering, health problems, and different aspects of life based really on the understanding that consciousness is at the basis of everything. Consciousness is the source of everything. So it transforms the paradigm that everything comes from matter and that consciousness is byproduct of matter to a different understanding where consciousness is primary and even it explains how is it possible that matter and physical universe and reality appear from consciousness, how through consciousness we can create the universe and the reality. So it bridges those questions that have not been yet fully elaborated and gives them a solution from a profound paradigm of consciousness. And not only by stating that consciousness is primary, but also by showing how consciousness appears as matter. And therefore, one understands one's own reality when in the Veda it says Vedoham or Aham Brahmasmi, I am totality, I am wholeness. When in the ancient traditions and the Tao and Confucianism says you are the Tao, you are the full reality. When in the Bible it says humans were created in the image of God. And the New Testament it says the kingdom of heaven is within you. All of these saying by all the great sages have remained like inspirations and particularly by also the yoga and Veda. I am totality, I am wholeness, everything is wholeness, sarvam kalvidam brahm. And so this book really explains these in a systematic, sequential, logical way, so that we have a different paradigm from which we can understand the importance of all the Vedic procedures, like even music, even you know the eight limbs of yoga, how they work, all the effects of asanas and pranayam and what do they do so that they create their effect, all the aspects of yoga, such as bhakti yoga, karma yoga, you know, and all of this raja yoga and jnana yoga, all of these are means of establishing oneself in wholeness from different, different perspectives. And that is because wholeness is the essence and we come back to that through so these are some of the highlights. Thank you for asking me to present about the book. Thank you. Thank you for that amazing sharing your absolutely wonderful thoughts and funneling everything, all the various components of Patanjali and yoga and all the different yogas you mentioned. And so you so very neatly, so compactly defined them into Maharishi Yoga. Your grace, thank you so much. You. Namaste. Run out to all of you. Thank you. That was the ever amazing Dr. Tony Nader. He's been a champion, you know, in striving forward the great legacy of His Holiness, the late Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. 
an absolutely wonderful work uh, the Maharishi organization is doing in terms of awakening spirituality through Ayurveda, through yoga, through Jyotish, through Vastu, through Gantarav. Absolutely amazing. So, you know, I, I can only highly recommend that any material that you can pick up that has been inscribed, you know, that's been penciled by the thoughts of Dr. Tony Nader, it's a must buy. Please, please do read all that amazing work. Thank you for tuning into Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast. And if you're interested in learning more from Dr. Nader, please follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.